Well, we've made it, everybody. We have made it to season 37 of Survivor. It is very, very hard to believe when I remember back to watching the show debut in the summer of 2000 that here we are entering the 37th season as we enter into the fall of 2018. The show is still kicking, still winning its time slot, just hard to believe. Welcome to the Film Survivor Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Tom Santilli. I cover the show religiously for realitytea.com, which I am happy to say I will be doing again this year. I'll get more on that in a little bit. On the podcast today, though, we're going to break down the new cast. Uh, Again, the cast of the show has been announced. The 20 players competing for the title of Soul Survivor and Million Dollar Prize on Survivor David versus Goliath. It premieres uh, still a couple weeks away from the premiere on September 26th on CBS. It's a Wednesday, of course. It's a 90-minute premiere episode. You are not going to want to miss it. And this show is going to get you kind of primed up with who's competing this year on the David versus Goliath season. On the podcast, too, you're going to hear from Jeff Probst, courtesy of some other interviews uh, on CBS and also ET Canada. But we're going to hear from Probst on his takeaway from uh, his cast assessments from both the Goliath tribe and the David tribe, as well as uh, just kind of talking about the season in general. So thank you, everybody. Uh, How's everybody doing? We got through the summer. Uh, I can't believe it's September right now. But we are, again, just three weeks or so away from, is it three weeks or is it four weeks? Let's see, one, two, three weeks away, check the calendar real quick, from uh, the premiere. And uh, what do you guys think? I, I always love the, the announcement. I always love the time of the year where there's the cast announcement because it, it just kind of lets me know that the season's coming and that we're close to Survivor season. Uh, I'm a little, you know, I don't get too big into the theme, though, because let's face it, the theme is really, is really a hook. Uh, the theme of, the sh- of Survivor, really, is just a hook to get people in and to watch. Most of the time, the theme doesn't play out throughout the entire season. I mean, let's face it, 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 you know, over a course of a few weeks and there's tribe swaps and some other twists that are introduced, uh, it just doesn't have the same feeling. I don't think people are usually sitting at the final tribal looking at who's a David or who's a Goliath or who's a Brawn and a Beauty. You know, yeah, some tribal lines start and they form and they, they stay that way throughout the game, but... It's kind of it kind of goes away and loses its importance, other than the fact that they'll make the characters in the cast talk about it throughout the season. I'm sure. So, what do you think of the theme? The theme itself, uh, David versus Goliath, of course, is uh, you know what biblical reference, uh, where you know it, it's really it's really the idea of an underdog versus a favorite. I mean, they could have called it you know Survivor Underdogs. Like I said, I don't put a lot of stock into the theme, but if I had to have an opinion on it, this theme to me is kind of weak just because I guess it's just, you know it, it's it's different than saying heroes versus villains because I think villains has kind of like a cool ring to it. And when you watch heroes versus villains, you know, you watch you you might root for the heroes, but people love the villains too, you know, like those are some of the people's favorite characters on the show. When you do David versus Goliath, this is more like a good versus bad, almost. You know, uh, did Goliath have redeeming qualities? I'm not very religious. I don't know if that will come out in this podcast or not. But 
let me know. But I don't, I don't really think that he was a good character. I mean, the whole story kind of exists to show, you know, that the little guy can win and, and, and doesn't always have to be downtrodden. And, you know, uh, so I think that it's kind of a weird setup because it's casting 10 of these characters right away as probably unlikable to a majority of the audience. Uh, but before I even get further in any of this, before we get into the cast and the actual 20 people that are competing, let us listen. Uh, here's a quick excerpt from CBS.com. This is Jeff Probst explaining the theme uh, to this season, 37, as best uh, as only Je uh, Jeff Probst could do. Here he is explaining this. Let's listen. We just spend all year trying to figure out how can we change the show just a little bit so it's the same thing, only completely different. The idea this year was what if we took a tribe of Davids versus a tribe of Goliaths, but then put them in the survivor setting where every different day requires a different skill set. In this game, Davids are defined as people who throughout their life have had to overcome adversity, obstacles. It could be the way they started in life. It could be that they didn't have the most solid family situation versus the Goliath tribe is described as someone who typically wins. Whether it was God-given advantages like looks or physical skills or they put their brain to great use or they had a really supportive family, they're used to out of the gate things going pretty well. You could argue that Davids have an advantage because they're used to overcoming obstacles. So sleeping out in the rain or having to build a shelter, this isn't going to get to me. You have no idea what I've overcome. Contrast that with the Goliaths, you could say they have the advantage because they know how to win. They've done it their whole life. They know how to find the advantage and use it to hammer their opponent. And what makes it fair is that Survivor is an equal opportunity game. Sometimes it's a physical thing you need to do. Sometimes it's a puzzle. David versus Goliath is a big theme. And we hope it's a good season where on any given day, in the right situation, anything is possible. What was really interesting about the group was the minute we told them the theme, all of the Davids said, absolutely, I'm a David, I overcome obstacles. And all of the Goliaths said, hey, wait a second, don't paint me as having it easy. I've overcome obstacles as well. And so right away, that theme started to evolve, which is, I don't want to be labeled as someone who's had advantage because you'll want to get rid of me. But the premise of the season of David versus Goliath was really not who has the advantage, but what is the advantage. Mm. So in any situation, you first have to determine what's the best move, who has the advantage, will be determined once we know what it is. So out of the gate on David versus Goliath, we had an experiment to test this theory does it really matter that you are all Goliaths and you're all Davids until you know what the situation is? So we put them in a situation to test what is the advantage and the result is really surprising and it cements the theme that on any given day, anybody can win given the situation. Mm -hmm. Because in the story of David versus Goliath, the Goliath was supposed to defeat the David, but he didn't know he had a slingshot. And he just ran up and shot him with the slingshot. <laughs> well, every David has a slingshot. Yeah. And every Goliath has an Achilles heel. So until you know the situation, you don't know if your Achilles heel is going to get exploited or your slingshot will come in handy. So it sounds to me too, again, this is one of those things like, you know, again, I, I, th I keep thinking back to like the brains versus beauty versus bronze season where, you know, it was kind of like each 
person didn't really think that they were just the one thing, you know. Uh, he kind of says it there a little bit, but I think that, you know, the Goliath tribe is, you know, some of them might take, you know, like, I guess, pride in the fact that they've been named a Goliath. But they, again, if you know the story of Goliath, it's really saying that these are the people, you know, this is a guy, these are the guys that are, think they're big and mighty, but they're going to end up falling in the end. Maybe that will challenge some of these people. If you're a David, I, I think, again, you're going to start the game with a little chip on your shoulder and know that, like, look, we're, we're considered the underdogs. You know, right off the bat, the casting department is telling us that we're the underdogs. And I think that's going to really create a more of a bond, maybe, between the Davids than, than we would otherwise see. Uh, so what can you expect with the game itself? You know, again, uh, the, the season was shot in Fiji. It began in March. It taped in March, of course. It's 39 days. I don't follow all that internet stuff as far as spoilers. Uh, does anybody do any of that? I don't really get into that. I try to avoid them as much as I possibly can. Yeah, some you know, I'll look, maybe I'll hear about some leaked you know themes of upcoming seasons and, and maybe who's on the, the show, but I really try to avoid it as much as I possibly can. I don't know exactly if I've read this word for word, but one thing that I did come across was that not a great season coming up. <laughs> I hate to say that because I'm pumping up the season. I'm super excited for Survivor. I want everybody to watch. I'm going to watch it. But I was kind of heard the word that this is kind of maybe one of those disappointing seasons. But before you tune out or before you decide not to watch Survivor, I would offer you this. Probst, as he says, if you listen to the, this podcast or others, Survivor has earned the right to try new things, and I actually like that. I like the idea that they keep trying new things. Not everything is going to always work when you're in a situation like that. So, you know, is this upcoming season going to be a great season? Is it going to be a top five season? Is it going to be one of the worst seasons ever? Is it going to be one of those forgettable seasons that falls somewhere in the middle? Any of those things are possible. Most of it deals with having a strong cast. But it really comes down to, you know, it really comes down to what are these characters going to be all about? Who can we root for? And it's not so much usually about the twists. Some of the twists have to be so bad that, you know, to ruin the game, you know, I think of things like Medallion of Power or, you know, people have their ideas as to the whole, you know, the Redemption Island and things like that. But those were shots that they took. I think it's kind of good lore now in, in the in the you know the annals of, of history of Survivor history, and I kind of uh, I'm okay with this next idea, which is what I'm going to pitch to you. This is the uh, one of the things that's coming out in this next season, uh, as far as the new twists to expect, is something that's going to be called an idle nullifier. So what it is is it's some kind of an ability or something that you get that allows a person to block the power of a hidden immunity idol being played. So apparently, so the way that this would work is you, if you have the nullifier, you have to use it as you cast your vote. It's in private, it's done anonymously, so only you or other people that you might have told are going to know that you played it. And you have to specify who you're playing it on. What it does is it cuts down, it, it basically eliminates the power of a hidden idol for whoever the idol was played for. So let's say, for example, 
you know, character A plays the idle on character B, you would have to use the nullifier on character B, not on the person who actually played the idle, but the person that receives the hidden idle power at that tribal council. If you use a nullifier and no idle is played, apparently nobody knows about it and you just kind of lose the power and it kind of just goes away. So this is a whole new level, a whole new element to the game that's going to be introduced. And uh, as always, I'm skeptical but hopeful. I want it to be a cool twist. I hope it is. I hope it adds some cool strategy to the game, but it could be a major bust. We will have to see how it plays out this season. What else do we know about the show? Uh, before we get into the cast, we're, and we're going to hear more from Jeff Probst in a minute here, but before we get into the cast, uh, what else do we know about the show other than it's going to have the idle nullifier? Uh, well, Fiji, anybody who was watching at the time, uh, looking on the map, Fiji had some really rough weather this season, so we're going to see a lot of rain, a lot of tough conditions. I don't know how that's going to play into, but usually that sometimes leads to duller seasons because you have people that are just so miserable they don't want to leave camp they don't have much energy you know even in a nor under normal circumstances now they really don't have energy so watch for the bad weather we also know how the game is going to start in the in the last few seasons we've had the, the shipwreck and there's been like hidden secret advantages and all those kinds of things apparently the show is not starting with any sort of secret advantages being put into play but instead is going to be uh a challenge that puts the theme of David and, and versus Goliath to the test. What does that mean exactly? We'll have to tune in on September 26th to find out, but it sounds like, again, they're going to be pushing this theme heavily, uh, I'm sure, for at least the first few weeks until we get you know the first tribe swap. Other than the idle nullifier, I haven't heard much else come out as far as spoilers or new twists. Clearly, there's going to be hidden idols. Uh, will there be a super idol again this season? Will there be any other kinds of twists? We will have to wait. Doesn't sound like there's any sort of a ghost island or exile island uh, theme for this season. And uh, we just have to hope that the cast is good. Speaking of the cast, instead of me going through everybody, uh, you know, word for word, you know, I've only seen as much as you guys have, I'm going to let Jeff Probst explain for you uh, what he thinks. So here's his cast assessment. Let's start with the Goliath tribe. So here's Jeff Probst speaking about the Goliath tribe. The Goliath tribe is described as someone who typically wins. Whether it was God-given advantages like looks or physical skills, or they put their brain to great use, or they had a really supportive family, they're used to, out of the gate, things going pretty well. Mike White may be one of the most unexpected Goliaths, because when you look at him, you think, you gotta be a David, but you talk to him and he says, when have I lost? I'm a successful writer, director, actor, producer. I've probably written or starred or directed in something you've seen, and I've accomplished so much. That is what we look for in a player. Angelina is smarter and more accomplished than she wants anybody to know. Her ego would suggest, I want people to know I was a 4.85 Stanford and a Yale master, but she's also smart enough to know that if I trot out my resume, it just makes me a target. Jeremy, another Goliath, is a very likable guy. Strong, smart guy, an attorney, and I think he's as cunning as people are going to think he is. That's going to be his double-edged sword. Natalie Cole is a powerhouse. This is a Goliath, somebody you're a little intimidated to talk to. Older, black, female. 
You could use any of those and say, well, these are things going against me. She says, no, 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 this is my asset right here. Alec is one of the most charming guys who we've ever had on the show, and he knows it. And he says, that's why I'm a Goliath. I mean, I'm just good with people. I know how to flirt, people like me. He's charming, he's good looking, he's funny, he's athletic. All of those are things that you wanna be around in any other situation, just not on Survivor. Allison came from a very supportive upper-class family. Her dad was a doctor, she's a doctor. There's a bit of a free spirit in Allison that wants to come out. I'm not the uptight doctor, and I'm actually fun and sexy and I can do things. Dan is a really interesting guy because he lost over 100 pounds, completely transformed. He's a SWAT cop, he is a Goliath, but what I think he's probably going to say on the beach is that the truth is, I'm still a Goliath in bloom. Carrie owns every part of herself. She says, absolutely, being attractive has helped me throughout life. I've been a cheerleader on the NFL, I mean, one of the highest levels. I'm now one of the best uh, real estate agents in my field, and I would not be surprised at all to see her at the final three. John Hennigan wears everything about himself on his sleeve, on his jacket, on his arms, on his biceps. He doesn't pretend he's something he's not. He's wanted to be a WWE wrestler since he was a kid. Wrestled in high school, became a professional wrestler, now holds several titles. Physically, one of the biggest guys we've ever had on the show. His jacket basically says, I'm a wrestler. I think it once you get over the initial, my name is John, I'm a wrestler, you realize, oh, that's just who he is. He's actually a very likable guy and very accomplished. Natalia, Another extremely strong woman this season, very smart, an industrial engineer, out of the gate. She did not want to admit what she did for a living, but she clearly has the physical abilities. And I think given who else is playing, she could find herself in a very strong female alliance. You of course also have the David tribe and here is Jeff Probst on the David tribe. In this game, Davids are defined as people who throughout their life have had to overcome adversity, obstacles. It could be the way they started in life. It could be that they didn't have the most solid family situation. Christian Hubicki is what you think of when you think of a David. As a young kid, he was kind of nerdy and bullied, but what was brewing inside was this really smart guy who was gonna become one of the leading robotics engineers and researchers in the country. Very smart guy. Underestimate Hubiki, and you'll find yourself being voted out. Gabby is, some would say, a female Cochran or another version of Aubrey. She's got a nerdy side to her, but the truth is she's really smart. So socially, she's excellent. I think Gabby, especially if she bonds with some Davids, could be a threat. Davy's one of my favorites. He's a really likable guy, has great self-awareness, and I think he's a guy that is actually so likable that he might be the guy that can float through without getting in anybody's way because he is a guy you kind of want around. Lyrsa talks about the fact that merely coming from Puerto Rico makes her a David. Lyrsa's also smaller, she's gay, she was bullied, she rebelled. I think is going to struggle in the beginning, but if she can fit in and let her guard down, I could see her going deep in the game. Elizabeth was one of my favorites the minute she walked in. I like everything about her. I love that she gave birth in her cowboy hat, that it's that important to her. And she'll say, well, I started working at 11 because I wanted to have a horse. And my parents said, great, then get to work. I don't know many 11 year olds that are working and earning real money. 
That's the story of a David. Nick Wilson is a guy that is really complicated. He grew up in rural Kentucky. He took care of his mom until she finally passed away. He went to law school, became a lawyer. He went back and that's where he is right now. He's a David so much that he's willing to forego the shot at Goliath and come back to help other Davids so that they can have a shot. He's a little quirky. He's really likable. He's gotta find a solid alliance. Carl is a second generation truck driver. He's got two girls, married, great life. But what really drew me to Carl was when he walked into the room for Survivor. His attitude, I like my cowboy hat, but I could wear a baseball cap. Sometimes a smoke a cigar, sometimes a ride a horse. You good with that? I think Carl is a real sleeper to win this game because I don't think he's going to get in anybody's face. Pat Cusack is actually the guy that inspired the David versus Goliath idea. He told us his story about growing up with nothing, with a mother who was paralyzed and a dad who wasn't around and paycheck to paycheck. For me, it was absolutely must be on the show. That's the guy you root for. He deserves a shot. Jessica is a hardworking, smart young woman who I think is gonna lie about her age. She doesn't want people to think she's a teenager, even though she is. She's been working since she was young to help her mom out. She doesn't brag about it. She doesn't even talk that much about it. She's already had a lot of experiences when most kids her age are just trying to get through school. And those experiences are related to being a David. B is literally an MMA fighter. So you would think at first glance, she's gotta be a Goliath, she's a fighter. But then you talk to her, no. Immigrated from Vietnam, ran away at 14, has had a hard life, and as she describes it, everything about my life has been climbing out of one hole after the other. If there is anybody out here with the spirit that when they're down, they can pick themselves up, it is B. We hope it's a good season where maybe at some point a David puts his foot on the chest of a Goliath and says, I think I just blossomed into a Goliath. Of course, I encourage everybody to check out the YouTube channel, uh, Survivor on CBS. It is got all the videos that you want to watch. It's got the cast assessments. It's got you know all the new clips that come out. You're going to want to check that out. That's where you also will find the Ponderosa videos as we get towards the jury which I think is a vital part of the show that everybody should be checking out. What to expect from me again, uh, you know, we're going to be uh, covering the show again for Reality T. So if you don't know about me, I've been covering the show. I've been covering the show since Heroes Villains, which is season 20. We're now in 38. So I've been covering the show now professionally for coming up on the halfway point of the show's existence. But I followed the show since 2000 as a fan. I've never missed an episode of Survivor and I never planned to, to be honest. So will it be a good season? I always tell people a bad season of Survivor is still better than anything else that you're gonna watch on television. I truly still believe that. I still think a bad season of Survivor is better than anything else you're gonna see on television. When you get the good season of Survivor, man, is it fun and exciting. I plan to bring that fun and excitement with uh, me this season again on this podcast. The plan, unless I hear otherwise from CBS, is that I will once again be getting my exclusive exit interviews with people uh, voted off the show. Each week on this podcast, I will have a reaction to the episode that we just saw, in addition to that, the audio of that uh, interview. And of course, my written recaps of the, of the show will be on realityt.com as well. You'll also be able to link to the podcast from Reality Tea 
throughout the season. I'd love to get the community involved in this. I'd love to get people listening uh, who follow Reality T uh, to check out Survivor, stick with it. And at the very least, let's all have fun and let's have community in ripping about you know how terrible the show is or how great it is or what we like and what we don't like and who we're rooting for and who we're not rooting for. There's always something to talk about. So I hope to hear from everybody listening to this podcast this season. You can also follow me at Tom Santilli. I urge you to do that because that's the best way to find all of my content. I'm also a film critic, thus the name Film Survivor Podcast. If you uh, check out my other thing that I have going on, uh, I produce a TV show. It's called Movie Show Plus. It's on television, and uh, we're relaunching on a new station in Detroit in October. But Movie Show Plus is an awesome show. It's all about movies. got A-list interviews with celebrities, my movie reviews. We also do fun segments on anything from podcasts to YouTubers to uh, streaming video, pretty much anything dealing with movies. There's something about it in our show. That show can be found online. Even if you don't live in the Detroit area, I urge you to check it out. It's movieshowplus.com. So go to the website. New episodes are posted every Friday, and the episode airs in Detroit every Sunday at 10.30 on Sunday mornings on TV20 beginning October the 7th. So where do we go from here? We'll hear. We'll find out some more news if, uh, if there is any news leading up to the season. Uh, we might do a podcast one more time, just previewing the first episode. If not, we'll be doing one directly thereafter. People ask me, when do I do the podcast? Yeah, it's kind of sporadic, I'll be honest. I, there's not a set time or day that it comes out. But during the Survivor season, you can count on it every single Thursday at the least because that's when I'll have my exit interviews as part of the show. Sometimes we'll have some special people in and I'll do an extra podcast here and there or some movie-related podcasts here and there. But for the most part, uh, check it out for your Survivor coverage Thursdays. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on Podbean. That'll do it, everybody. What do you guys think of the cast? Hit me up in the comments. Let me know what you think of the Survivor David vs. Goliath cast. And we will see you for the beginning of Season 37 on CBS, 8 o'clock, Wednesday, September the 26th. Until then.